two, one. Oh, my God. Oh, that's right. We're back, bitches. What's up? This is uh, <laughs> Kilgallen's Pub, episode number 60. Back live for the first time in a while here at the uh, POC Studios. Right. <laughs> that's right. You got it. People of comedy. That's James Webb. He's my producer extraordinaire. Hello. If you guys are checking out Kilgallen's Pub for the very first time, follow us on Twitter at Kilgallen's Pub on Instagram. This is the podcast where I, comedian Joe Kilgallen, like to sit back, have some drinks with people, and recreate that bar conversation we all know and love. I'm sitting here with a returning guest on for the third time yeah. which makes you only one of two people to be on three times the, what? Other, one, the other one being jonah jerkins oh for fuck's sake <laughs> yeah i know not the best company <laughs> jonah Wait, was on the first this, couple you know here give me your phone kristen's trying to do social media right now Sorry. and i make fun of her because she does instagram stories in a way in which it feels like you always just woke up from a nap or about to take a nap and there's yeah, always a delay true. where yeah. you're like oh it's recording hi um <laughs> You guys ever notice when it's just like way too bright in a studio and you're so mad about it? Bright in here. Yeah, you're really mad about I'm how being, bright it is. You're wearing Bono sunglasses. I'm being an asshole and pouting because you won't be an turn asshole this, into the microphone. You yeah, won't please. turn this. Uh, there you go. These lights, it's like a cubicle. Yeah, I'll turn on there. the. I'll turn this down. Hold on. Thank you, James. I'm turn it down just a touch though, because you want it to look good for the fucking for the YouTube and the Instagram and all looks, the fun stuff. I'm looking at it right now, Joe, and I'm telling you, it looks fucking. All right, fun. all right. Well, listen uh, to me. Thanks for being on the podcast again. This is gonna be a very fun one, everybody. You are famous for the past two podcasts in which we've had to do toilet paper updates. On episode number 26, I checked it out earlier. I actually did my homework. You revealed to everyone that it had been months since you had toilet paper in your home, and you did a thing that you referred to as bird bathing in which you would just kind of take water from your sink and sprinkle it up your <laughs> sprinkle it up your little um, – you're sprinkled up your you – know, Get it up in what that little fuck? area. Why are you asking me creepy your questions vagine. on your podcast? Man? I, I, I it's don't know. It's not creepy. You're the <laughs> one that's talking about. It was your fault. I like how you're turning around your, your fucking fault. laziness on me. No, no, no. Um, yeah, no, I did steal toilet that. paper. Yeah, I did that. But then, then the last one, you were true. still still been a couple months, and now you told me you have two rolls at home, which is amazing because, you know, you got a, you got a whole reserve roll. Like, Dude, what are you, Rockefeller all I of a sudden? I know, right? I'm fucking killing it right now. Um, I have groceries. I'm living my best life. Killing that TP game. You just had to get out of the city, get back out of the burbs yeah, where toilet I, paper's cheaper. Yes, and I could park to go to Target, you know? There you go. Yeah. There you go. It's a very fun one. Uh, we were we got here early. The studio was double booked. The Hood Nerds podcast, which you guys should check out. It's called The Hood Nerds. Yes. And very funny dudes. They were podcasting, so we were in like the cool little green room here that's got a Pac-Man arcade game, which is like really awesome. Mm -hmm. and, all the, and the TV, I didn't know how to operate, so I just kind of... <laughs> We were just on our phones talking. And then the guys started talking about Game of Thrones, which I am not mad at them for because they're doing a podcast. Their listeners, they imagine, are up to date. My problem I have is something James did recently with something and something people are doing in general. Spoiler alerts. We need to talk about spoiler alerts as a society. James, you did it in a way that was really fucking shitty in regards to the Avengers, the latest Avengers movie. Okay. You have to understand that not – I know that's the, it was the biggest opening weekend of all time. Right. But, you, dude – I think I made you feel a little bit bad, and I hope and I need to because I had to big brother you a little bit on this one, even though they were the same age. You did a thing where he was like, guys, I put in my two weeks notice. I'm fucking doing this thing full time here. People of Comedy Network full time. All these other big projects in the work. The dude's producing a shitload of fucking comedy specials right now for up and coming comedians. James Yay, Webb is James. doing So it's one of those posts where everyone's like, fuck yeah, dude. Live that dream. You got it. You're doing it. You've won. You've won, kid. We're all proud of you. Yeah. And then in the middle of this post where he's like, I've worked so hard. I want to you know, thank my 
my beautiful uh, Linda for having my back and all this shit and my dogs and being real sweet. And for everyone who ever doubted me, I didn't do that. I'm just fucking around about that part. But Michael Jordan. Yeah, you had a real like, you know. You think the, it's Michael Jordan? No, Michael Jordan famously on his Hall of Fame speech. So, well, hold that thought, though, because I love that Hall of Fame yeah, speech. Some great. people don't like it, but I'll tell you why I love it. But then in the middle of that, James Webb writes the spoiler for the latest Avengers. And I was James. like, what the fuck, man? Nicely because placed. Because the way you, nicely placed. Yeah, like. <laughs> You're welcome. I can't appreciate that. In my head, I'm like, what, dude? Because I was, I literally started watching previous ones so I could be caught up for this one coming up. Oh, you actually got it. I spoiled. don't look. I don't mind people talking about the shit on social media. I, I you just have to write spoiler alert. It's so yeah. easy. It's like we're in a society in which I know people who just started watching The Office. And granted, sitcoms don't get ruined really that way. Although you could fuck with the Jim Pam thing, I suppose. In my head, I just. Well, even worse than that, James, and I know you fucking are a better person. That's why I was so disappointed. You expect shit like that from some okay, people. Dad. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to fucking dad you real hard, kid. <laughs> All right. Jeez, second kid came out, and now he's dad. Yeah. I'm going to dad serious. everybody, man. I'm going to dad like a motherfucker, <laughs> man. Which dads do that. Dads, dads the coke into the whiskey. The dads, uh, dads are literally motherfuckers when you think about it. Yeah, uh, that's very true. It's just I don't understand this aspect either, what people are doing with like Avengers and Game of Thrones. Well, Avengers not because it's a movie. It'd be weird if you were live tweeting a movie while you were watching it. That's fucked up. Yeah. But people like to li – if you live tweet a scripted show, especially it's funny to me because you're live tweeting Game of Thrones, which is scripted, and you know people are behind on it. You know it's this big thing. Mm -hmm. To me, if you were living in the time of Game of Thrones, if Game of Thrones was a real place and you were living in those those you know seven kingdoms there – they would cut your fucking tongue out yeah, oh, for, sure. for, for doing spoiler alerts. That yeah. spoiler alerts would be right up there. No, your head would be on a pike. It'd be right up there with treason. Yeah. It'd be, you know, and, I, and it's, and yeah, granted I'm five seasons behind, <laughs> but I only just started watching it like two weeks ago. Everybody I've been at home because I've got, you know, I got a three week old son. Congratulations. Thank you. A two year old way. son. Appreciate that. I, I talked about it briefly on the podcast, but I'm excited to have you on because Kristen's a mother of two, yes. and we're going to talk about some mother birthing shit because that's why I wanted to have a mother on the podcast this week, yes. especially since this is like kind of the Mother's Day episode of the podcast, even though Mother's Day was a couple days ago, which, by the way, happy Mother's Day to you, Kristen. Thank you. What did you do? Did you have a good time? Um, Kelly and I, Kelly Howard and I were in St. Louis, so we drove back from St. Louis, and then I had two shows at Laugh Factory. Did you see your kids at all? No. <laughs> I did text with them. I don't know why I'm uh, laughing. I shouldn't them. laugh at that. Were they mad or they didn't care? No, they're fine. I saw them um, yesterday and today. Oh, that's great. Then. Yeah. Okay, that doesn't matter. I just always find it – Mother's Day was always like you got to get together with mom, mom, mom. You know, of course, because it's Mother's Day. It makes right. sense. But Father's Day was always dad's going golfing. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll see you if I see you. Because <laughs> I've played in softball games in Chicago, you know, my whole life except for when I was in L.A. for a few years there. And every softball league, Mother's Day, no games. Because I was on, I was in a Sunday league for a while. So yeah. The Sunday league, no games. It's Mother's Day, but Father's Day, fucking games. There's yes. always games because the dads are like into we, it. Well, because it's kind of like it's Father's Day. You get to do whatever you want to do, Dad. Well, I want to not be with you guys. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. want to be hitting hitting some balls with the boys. <laughs> um. So you kind of you did a Dad's Mother's Day. I did a Dad's Mother's Day as I do most things. Yeah. Dads, <laughs> I do Dad. Things. How old are your kids now? They're fourteen and ten. Cool. Yeah. So, um, and the girl's 14 because you have a daughter and a, a son. Yeah. D my daughter's 14. She's amazing. She's graduating from eighth grade next week. So that's really cool. She's going to her dance and she's, you know, they do like yeah. eighth grade dance. You remember that? Yeah, of course. And, 
Um, I remember going to the eighth grade dance. They get. I wore a, khaki pants and a Notre Dame jersey. Oh yeah, did you dance? <laughs> that dance was like the a boys to men. That's what we yeah, did. I yeah, I think we did. Like end of the road. I had a fresh haircut. People crying. Very dramatic <laughs> time. Did the, the dancing, the slow dance was basically. Guy had hands around hips. Girls had the her, the arms around the neck. Yeah, like that move. And then it was always, you know, don't back get, and forth. Don't get the crotches too close. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd tuck that boner down a little bit and let it rub against the girl's thigh. All right, let dude. it know I'm there. Okay. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> eighth grade or not, man, fucking Joe shows up every fucking day. Every day I clock in. Don't forget that shit to me. All right. Any eighth grade friends of mine listening? Oh, you know man. what's up. <laughs> Your the, dick. The, the Jessicas and the other. <laughs> 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 yeah. Man. I don't um yeah, I don't want to think about that right now. Well but, you don't have to. You know no, what I mean? I don't. Um it's it's been a while for me, everybody, because the baby and everything. So All right. <laughs> no, <okay. laughs> um yeah, so fourteen, eighth grade dance, right? And she's going to high school next year. Yeah. It's crazy. So she's um she's like in honors classes. She's doing great. She's been on the honor roll every some a quarter of her whole life so and you're and you're 100 percent positive she's yours yeah which is crazy okay. she's yeah. taller than me she's pretty she's <laughs> i always smart. thought it, i always thought it'd be funny to have like a scenario in which like because the guy could always be like that's not mine but you never right, heard right, a woman right. be like that's not mine no yeah. we, no we came out of you it's definitely yeah. yours i had two c-sections like your wife had a really C-section. and why um, did you did you have to have them for any medical reason or they were just like we got to cut this thing out i didn't dilate so I was on Pitocin with my daughter, which is what they give you because my water broke. And um, they gave me Pitocin to induce labor. And I was on that for like 12 hours. And then they can't, kept coming in to check me and I was not opening at all. And so they're like, well, you know, we could let this go like another five hours. And so, so I have, have to a- do a, a C-section or you could just uh, – have it now so my like, i'll do it now my eldest son god that sounds weird because he's two my eldest son i feel like such an old i'm actually there's a couple gray hairs so i found cool. the other day popping through <laughs> which is weird because they say I kind of you know my hair is reddish I, I don't consider myself a redhead but a lot of people do it's got it's a weird color you I are suppose. a redhead what do you mean no people do, Just james you what do you think do you think i'm a red am i a redhead yes yeah but no i every now yeah. and then people <laughs> okay you ask me. what i think and then you say no so i, like, I didn't say no in what word did I say no? I was going to so, explain myself. All right. No, I was going to explain myself because there are some people who will say, I called myself a redhead. I've said yeah. redhead a lot of times. When I write in, um, you know, we're both with the same uh, agency. Yeah. You know, when you go on auditions, you have to fill out like hair color, eyes, and all that stuff. I write redish. Okay. I actually write the ish part because just because, you know, whatever. So I have no problem claiming redhead. But every now and then people go, your hair's not that red. It's not that. It's not like, like Molly Ringwald red, red, right? But you know? it's it's red though. It's strawberry. People would call it red, strawberry like blonde. You're like a redhead. You're an Irish redhead. I'm fine with that. I have no qualms about yeah, it. I don't sh- fight it. I wasn't fighting you, shouldn't James. Fight it. <laughs> you shouldn't fight it. Yeah. Why would I? You embrace the hair color, right? Silly. Uh, but usually reddish hair doesn't go gray really. You don't see no, too many. No, it totally does early. That's does like it? the whole thing. Yeah. I thought it didn't. It I, thought a, I thought I thought later. Opposite of what you're trying to say. Isn't that true? <laughs> true. Mm, you might want to look that up there, James. I'm looking it up. Yeah, Thanks, look bud. it up. Yeah. That's why we have the producer extraordinaire over here. Yeah. Redheads don't go gray. Ginger hair retains its natural pigment a lot longer than other shades. So it's not. Oh, hold on. This is from a website called gingerparrot.co.uk. I think that sounds very reputable. Yeah. I don't trust the British. Reputable? That's a fucking word. Huh? Uh-huh. That is a word. I'll say this though. I, I didn't mean to jump back to Game of Thrones. I really think about your great that's kids. not true. I think that. Yeah, this sounds like a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. 
the font on this website you is go, terrible. We'll find another website then. I'm, I'm but, looking. Okay. <laughs> I'm looking. I like how adamant you're like, that's not true. Yeah. And you, that's your natural hair color? No. I what? mean, I don't know. I even know. You don't even know anymore? <laughs> yeah. Like, whatever this is by here. All right. We're talking about your great kids here. So you weren't <laughs> diet lading. Did you have it where, so like I was saying, my eldest son, he was born natural birth. And then my younger son, I got three week old, everybody, he was born C-section. Mm-hmm. And so when you had your, you know, you weren't dilating. Were yeah. all these people coming in and fingering you? Because that's what happens, everyone. Uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but people pop in and they go, we're just going to check this. And they yeah, show their fingers up. It was here. wild how many people were just all up in there. Um, and you just have to deal with it. Real fun like, time, hey. man. Yeah. Got my legs up. <laughs> Come on yeah. in. Come on in. The water's know, warm. Putting in work. Putting in work. Uh, yeah, no, it's good. What What's the answer? Uh, according to Cosmo. That's uh, more. That's pretty good. I, I'll take that for sure. Redheads don't go gray. Red hair will never turn gray. It simply fades to white via rose gold when okay, the time well, comes. White. Well, look, here, real quick. I take the headphones off for you. It kind of gets white like, is, you see? I got a couple gray. on the side. You see some grays coming in? You mean whites? White? Yeah, I guess it's white. <laughs> but also... <laughs> <laughs> Also, my I see uh, whites. I guess. <laughs> I mean, uh, what the hell? My little chin like hair here. Thing. I got some whites coming in on the some little chin. Whites. Yeah, you see that? All right. That's why I'm normally. That's why I'm going to be clean shaven from now on. I don't I like. like this I don't like dog. White Can you look and see if it turns white earlier than? Uh, it just it says when the time comes. I'm assuming it's. Kristen, you know, can you just let redheads piece. have this? Can you just let us have a thing? No, but I've seen multiple redheads in their late twenties that have white hair, which I called gray up until. I thirty seconds. Do ago. I know any of them? I'm not going to call them out. I'm sure that's just a hereditary subjective thing based mm. on who you are. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. It, I mean, I know bald 19 year olds. Well, Todd Massey when he was 19. Right. So, you know, it's all I, honestly. Todd Massey's a comic I got to get on this podcast uh, for those of <laughs> you listening who don't know who the hell that is. And why would you? <laughs> He's a fucking nobody. Is what I'm trying to say. You heard that shit, Todd. Fuck you. No, I love Todd. I don't know why I was doing that. Todd's great. He was referenced on this now. podcast in December-ish after mm-hmm. the Laugh Factory holiday party in which I had to slam somebody, and he tore his MCL watching it happen. <laughs> Actually, I almost slipped on the same drink he slipped on, but I didn't, you know, I'm athletic, so I didn't hurt myself. <laughs> Todd is very not I know. I love Todd, but I remember when he was starting out and him being like, I'm 21, and I'm like, fuck off, you're 21. You're 36. <laughs> 21. Poor guy. Um Bad poor guy. What am I talking about, man? He's got a good life. So what? So what, Todd? You lost your for anyone who's bald out there. It's not a big deal. Wear a hat. It's yeah. fine. It's, it's, hair is overrated. <laughs> get to shampoo and condition it. Sometimes I would love to get rid of this, but I think I was, I, I'm too pasty though, because I'm really white. So my scalp's got to be like gross white. If this, if my face is this white, <laughs> the scalp has got to be like, fr- dude. I'd look like one of those uh, fucking daywalkers. You look like Thrones. this lamp. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. That's not a spoiler. You find that out. White walkers. You find that shit out in uh, like white hair walkers. One. White hair walkers. Yeah, dude. I'm loving Game of Thrones though so far. It's really amazing what they did. I'm not gonna tell anyone anything because if you're like me and you want to start late, yeah. let me give you the benefits of starting something late. Other than you have to dodge people trying to ruin it for you. Which again, I don't know why people would purposely do that though. I don't understand, James. This isn't towards you, so get your mind <laughs> out of it right now. The live tweeting a scripted show again. I got to get back on that is weird to me because shouldn't you be like fully present in what you're watching mm-hmm. live tweeting a sporting event we get it to me have you ever live tweeted like an award show 
back in the day yeah, a few times like a couple of years ago something just because that's like what everybody's doing on twitter and you want to but that's fine you know, i have no problem with it because it's live it's a thing that you, it's in the air once it's there it goes right. it, you know sporting event too you could be like holy shit that home run was great it's fine yeah, you yeah. can do that that is accepted but a show that's scripted in this day and age in which people don't watch shit live anymore yeah you know what if you work what if you what if you fucking work on a sunday mm-hmm. huh what if you're a fucking security guard for an orphanage right and your whole job is make sure babies don't get abducted and you love when you get home from work you watch game of thrones over some breakfast with your wife who's also sick oh man you know what i mean yeah i'm going deep and and people are ruining it for you Mm-hmm. And people will just stay off Your the internet. But maybe work. you need to go on the internet to check traffic. <laughs> Your dick won't and work. the guy is impotent. Oh my god! Right? And then it's like spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, why would he come over that? You think he wouldn't no, come it's, over that? No, it was a both thing. Like, oh just a, yeah. That was oh, his. His. Like, damn it! I thought you were doing like a. Because you started <laughs> no, like, well with that. Because he's impotent, he can't come. So the closest thing he gets is Game of Thrones, and it's like. I know impotency is a negative thing, <laughs> but did they have to give it such a negative sounding oh, word? Oh, I missed my orgasm. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, What's the word for women that are impotent? Could, could women, frigid, right? That's what they say. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know a lot of words. Is that the word? Oh, look it up. Because um, impotent for a dude means he can't get it up. Mm-hmm. Correct, right? For a woman, what, what's the term for a woman who can't like get wet? Dry <laughs> menopause, I think. Menopause. I don't know. Um, yeah, because I mean, drink some more water, you gotta yeah, hydrate. Hydrate, it's nice because you just, lube is a lot cheaper than uh, <laughs> uh, Viagra, I gotta imagine, right? Yeah, you don't need a prescription, you do not for lube. <laughs> no, you do not. You All don't right. even need lube. What do you, yeah, it's right. You could just, you know. Yeah, frigid. <laughs> frigid. Frigid is the word? Frigid's See, look at word. me. Frigid air. Look at me, everybody. Frigid, frigid air. It's <laughs> 46 hours of junior college. Just came up with the word frigid for everyone. High school dropout just came up with frigid air. You dropped out of high school? Yeah. Oh, how come we've never talked about that on the podcast? I don't know. What I was that like? I've talked about it on other podcasts. Let's talk about it. What, what year? Did you get through senior year? No, 10th. I left in a little did you get? Did you get your GED? Yeah. Cool. Why did you drop out, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I had 11 credits as a junior, like, as a junior, so I didn't want to be, like, 21 when I graduated. So I oh, I see. <laughs> oh, it took me a second for the credits, because I, yeah. in high school, Oh, so I you need, like, credit. 40 credits, and I oh, just... Oh, so you just had a bunch I, of, you were just behind on a bunch of classes. Yeah, I only passed, like, a couple classes, I think. I got you. My, um... Okay, this feels like a a topic I partially want to dive into, but partially don't want to dive into. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You've you've openly talked about this on other podcasts, though? Being a high school dropout? Yeah. I've mentioned it, yeah. Okay. I mentioned it on stage, too. Yeah. um, I I was a bad student in high school. I barely graduated. I I remember I had to ace like a final senior year. To graduate, and I fucking did. And I remember my teacher at the time being like, "You're one of two people to ace the final." And I'm like, "I'm clutch," you know. I was like joking around because I was always kind of like funny. And she was like, "You know, you're an idiot. You could have easily passed. Just do your home. You could have done your homework, and like, you wouldn't have had to study so hard just to pass this." And I was just like, "You know what, though? Sometimes you want to win in seven games instead of sweep." I always did sports analogies. Back yeah, then. Okay. I know. I see it's deep. I'm trying to make it funny. I'm trying to make it funny because it feels deep now. I feel like there's yeah, some no. deepness to why you, why like, why were you behind? 
Were you uh, just were you in a gang? What were you doing? Uh, um, <laughs> no. You didn't have your children in high school, right? No, that no, wouldn't no. make sense age wise. No, yeah. if you'd let me answer, I'll tell you instead I'm of trying you, to make or you, you could feel guess. Okay. We could try to make, make you feel okay. I feel great about it. Um, I mean, look at it didn't help you. <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> We did the same fucking thing, man. No, I mean, know, I know. I'm not. Saying, <laughs> no, um, I know. I'm not saying that. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no. I um, I left because I, or I didn't do well because I wasn't there. You know, I ditched a lot and I was doing heroin and stealing cars and doing shit like that. That's the fucking thing I was looking for because you're, you know you're a very smart person. That's why yeah. you know not that smart yeah. people don't fuck around. Yeah, man. But I knew there had to be a cool story. Heroin, stealing cars. <laughs> that's the content I'm looking for, that baby. That was only like six <laughs> months. of The heroin was only six months. but That's good. There was other stuff in there. I'm glad you don't do heroin anymore. It's a dangerous drug. No, I know. Yeah, no me doing heroin listeners. Very bad. I've lost a lot of people in my school died from that, and it was a very big thing in the 90s. Yeah, Kurt mid Cobain, to, man. Mid to late 90s. That was my guy, and he did heroin. Yeah. And, yeah. So Is heroin cheap? How, because it feels like a lot of people. I don't people... know now, but then it was like ten bucks a a bag, so I would I was stealing cell phones, which weren't as handy now. And that's how I got stealing caught. Cell phones my, back then. That's mom. a yeah. big crime. Yeah. I got caught. My mom. I had a bunch of cell phones in my closet, my bedroom closet. Because few people had and, cell phones back then. Right. And so my mom. <clears throat> was like, what the fuck? Where did you get these cell phones? You, I don't. You're not supposed to ask. And then I went to rehab. How long were you in rehab for? Three weeks. Well, that's not bad. Yeah, for and then outpatient. So I missed a lot of school from that. My freshman year, I I got mono. So I missed some time. I got you, behind, and then I was just sort of um, fucking up and not. Mono is the kissing disease, right? Yeah, but I wasn't like French and a bunch of dudes. No, no. I was like a tomboy. One of the guys, like I think I had two boyfriends. I could. We we talked about you being a tomboy in past podcasts because you told some fight stories about you just being like, "I'll I'll kill a motherfucker." (laughs) I like that. I feel like you would be great. They're still doing. They're doing another season of Shameless. We got to get you a part of that show. You would be perfect on Shameless. I know. You would be your own. You'd be just myself. Yes, be Kristen Toomey. I don't want them to write like. This is, you know, Sheila or whatever. I know, but I'm, see, well, I'm still shameful. I'm still trying to release my shame for my um, darkness, my shadow self, you know. Well, you're already uh, – I, I always say that Toomey's a beast on stage, and you are. Uh, yeah, I, but I, I can't just to... If you tap into that area, that's going to be nuts too. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I sort of channeled the, uh, into that, um, I think. Yeah. Because there is that – I don't even know where that comes from, like that anger and fire, like – thing because i'm not always like that but it's definitely there and so i don't know uh i don't i, would I never... don't know what causes that and i don't know but i'm sort of glad you go to therapy kind of under control at the moment no <laughs> i've been wanting to get a therapist on the podcast just to, to have a conversation about mental health yeah not to like have him be like here's what's wrong with you joe um i want to air that on the podcast but maybe i should be good just because you know i feel like more and more people I talk to who do go to therapy, they're like, everyone should go. Yeah. And I remember on some show, maybe it was like an episode of Curb, they're like, oh, it's great. You just unload all your shit on a stranger. And I'm like, oh, that sounds actually kind of nice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think I'm going to try to get someone on. I, I made a post on Facebook a while back. Oh, by the way, I deleted my Facebook app and my Twitter app. I still have the accounts. I deleted the apps because, oh, again, good. I'm trying to avoid the spoilers. And it's, and it's a waste of time in a lot of ways. Yeah. But then you waste your time on other shit. You ever notice that? 
Yeah, I stopped watching television like two years ago, and now, and I don't have a computer either. So, I'm, I'm, but I'm just, I'm on my phone. I'm on YouTube watching a lot of lectures, which, oh, that's <clears throat> like cool. I watch a lot of, um, like Jordan Peterson. I love him, and a lot of like. Don't a lot of women esoteric. hate Jordan Peterson? I thought. Yeah, but you're cool. You like him? Yeah, I like. That's him. cool. I don't know a lot about him. I know uh, you ruffle a lot of feathers with the trans stuff. Well, everyone ruffles feathers. That's so, true. You know, that's actually the name of the game. I feel like maybe I play it too safe sometimes. I don't know. I think it's just like if there's more good about the person and you get more good out of it than you do bad, then it's you know that's really what it's coming down to for me. I I can't. I don't want to write somebody off completely for some one thing they said or one thing they did or one view they have. I think we can't really continue to do that much longer otherwise you're not gonna like anybody that's what i that's what i've always liked about you is you know twitter has that annoying feature where you'll see a tweet of a person you don't follow but other people like the tweet mm -hmm. and sometimes it's an obvious thing that all your followers you know someone like will say oh trump's terrible and it's like 75 of your friends like this and i'm like that's fucking boring because the, the person didn't say anything they made an obvious statement and it's just preaching to the choir everyone liked it and then there'll be someone will say something a little bit off center, whether mm -hmm. it's right or left. And I'll see you often as being one of the people who likes it where I'm like, Oh, that's cool because everyone, no, cause you know, how people fucking fall in line. Yeah. Which that's what kills me a lot. I know this has been like a repetitive theme is talking about comedy, which sorry for non comedians. This is part of our society now as it is, is that comedians used to be like when Louis CK Recently, I don't know, it's like a few, like five months ago now this was. It feels like it was yesterday, but it was, things moved so fast. You know, audio from one of his sets got oh, released, yeah. and he was mm -hmm. just working shit out. And he had a joke where he made fun of, like, he didn't make fun of specific. He was talking about, like, school shootings in general, but the Parkland kids he used as an example. And everyone's like, what is he, right wing now? He's making fun of school shooting victims? I'm like, no, he's not making fun of the victims. He's making fun of the, like, anyway, I saw it for what it was. Also, I don't like, I understand how a comedian process is. Yeah, like you, I didn't even listen to it because I, I, I like either. him. Yeah. And I know everybody feels their own certain way about him now. Um, I didn't listen to that clip, even though it's online, because just out of respect for the whole thing. Yeah, to me, that was the I mean, process. Like me. you're, you're more than in your right to hate Louis C.K. And that's why I'm not sticking it's up just for him. Like either. I didn't want to participate in it because I'm like he didn't intend for us to listen to this. You yeah. Know? Although I do watch concerts that aren't intended for sharing because mm. I I do watch a lot of YouTube concerts. I don't think concerts. I think it's a little different, don't you think? I don't know. They have the unless you're bootlegging the song. Uh, I remember Nirvana has this one live album where they, in the this opening, they go. This is so gross right now. It looks gross. <laughs> it's gross. Drinking like it's like watered down Starbucks uh, coffee. There, what is that? It looks sad. It's making me sad. Yeah, sorry. So I've Would seen like concert footage. Coffee? What? Drink some more coffee. Yeah. Do you have some? Yeah. Oh, cool. James will be right back. James. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being such a gracious host here, James. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're a real piece of shit, man. I, I can't get up. <laughs> I can't fucking leave the mic. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I know you are. Um, no, but concert footage is different. I remember Nirvana had this one song where they were like, oh, this is a new song, and we don't really feel like putting it out, so this is for all you bootleggers to so just go ahead and go. Like, yeah. And it was just a fuck I don't around know. I song. I think it depends so, on the... I think if you're illegally yeah. downloading the songs, that's when bands are pissed. But if it's like a live concert that someone, or are you watching it through someone's cell phone footage? Yeah. Or, or eh. if it's recorded too. You know what I mean? I'm kind of at the point now know. where I think they don't give a shit. Things have shifted so much industry-wise. You don't like, think of it as stealing for that? 
I, I, they might, if the artist that says, oh, you're stealing from me, then that's, who, who am I to say that the artist shouldn't feel that way? Right, right. Right. Like if the band's like, no, fuck that, we're against it. Then fine, fuck it and be against it. I think the band would be stupid for that reason. Because with the way everything is right now, like Major League Baseball, I hate to go back to sports, but it's a good example though. They were, I think now they're, they're better with it, but forever, if someone posted a video on YouTube where they showed like highlights of a game, Major League Baseball would rip that off of YouTube. Really? They had like a protective thing over their own content where only they could put it out. Where the NBA and the NFL did the opposite. The NBA, you could be LeBron James fan 69 and make LeBron James highlight compilation videos and put them out there and grow a YouTube following. And the NBA was like, yeah, fine, it's cool. Because the NBA was like, all you're doing is promoting our brand. Why would we be mm-hmm. against you doing that? Mm-hmm. Obviously, with comedy, it's a little bit different because if someone were just... Because the material's so... Yeah, so, but I do think comedians are a little too shy with putting shit out. And with mine, me and James are going to work on it. It's going to be out in June sometime, my album, but accompanied with it, we filmed it. So special. Uh, I'm just going to release the special on YouTube, put it into clips, make it digestible. Nice. You know, which I'm basically kind of, this was something I had in my head for a while because I like that Gary Vaynerchuk guy. He was talking about like, he gave this advice to a young rapper. I can't remember the guy's name, but he's actually kind of been blowing up because the interview was from like a few years ago, like 2016. Mm. I can't remember the guy's name. Ah, it doesn't matter. Or he's just like, put your shit out there. Just put your shit out there. Because then people will follow you. They'll like you. And then when you sell tickets, they'll buy your tickets. Right. Then when the actual album comes out, if they really like it, they'll buy that. And even if they don't, they'll stream it, they'll share it, and all this kind of other stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just more eyes on you, more followers. And then you can get into like advertising or like sponsorships, whatever the fuck it is. You know what I mean? That, that's yeah. where you'll get your revenue streams. Yeah, put that, the content out like there. Like those Laugh Factory clips. I had one of those. They put it up, the Laugh Factory Hollywood. Yeah. On the Instagram and um, on the Instagram for the club. I didn't mean to say the Instagram. No, but, I got uh, it. And yeah, that was great. It was like a couple million views. And um, so I was driving. Wait, I was driving to the suburban show at Maggiano's, this Italian chain. The one in Naperville? Yeah. I did that one. No, the Vernon Hills one. Oh, okay. But I did the Naperville one. I do all the Italian chain restaurants around here. Nice. Um, so what was crazy is uh, I knew it was coming out because they message you, they email you. Yeah. Yeah, they get permission. They get permission. But I, like, forgot about it. And then <laughs> so I was, I, uh, was driving to this gig and – what was so funny is so many people were watching this and following me, and it was like the most exposure I've had from anything I've done in 10 years. <laughs> and I'm like, what's so great is like I'm having this great thing. It's like, oh, my God, this is so cool. And then it was like a moment of like validation in a weird way, immediately followed by I'm going to go bomb my dick off for 40 minutes in front of this <laughs> these like old um, middle-aged people old khaki eating pants their, yeah yeah yeah, yeah polo shirts. and I was just like damn like I can't even have like five fucking minutes of like yes without being like oh well now this is gonna it's so great because you can't possibly get too uh no it's full of yourself yeah. in this because you 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 just get your you know, Colin Quinn said on smacked as soon as you do, it's like I'm adding to what you're saying always here. Always great. Have you seen the documentary comedian with Seinfeld? Yeah, where he's making his comeback oh, at yeah, the show yeah. ended. Yeah, it's great. It's one of I think it's the best documentary about stand comedy. Colin Quinn at one point says stand up comedy is the most humbling thing. Yeah, and they you talk, can't. Yeah, you they, can't. And that was the other thing. It's like even if somebody, you know, is making fun of you or 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 ridic, you know, 
picking on you, bullying you. It's like, it sucks. It's not good. But at the same time, it's like I get up there every night and people and ask people to laugh at me. So it's like, what the fuck can you do to me? You know what I mean? It's almost like it's you crazy. get and it's it's like even if it works, you're laughing at me. If it doesn't work, you're rejecting me. A group of people are rejecting you. So it's like and you're standing up there with nothing but just you. So it's like really if you can do that every night and and repeatedly for a long time, it's like what the fuck can anybody you're untouchable in a way because it's like if you put yourself through that for fun for fun. Yeah, you know, and you love that. It really doesn't I mean, feel like. What the fuck are you gonna do to me? It's You'd a job, but it doesn't feel me. like one, right? No, it does, it does not feel not. like a job. No, it doesn't. Well, that's what's great it's about never it. Never felt though. like a job. I, I always told people my favorite thing about being a comedian is if I don't hate Mondays. Right. Yeah. How often do we like go on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, and uh, you just see people be like, "Ugh, it's Monday." Yeah, like, I feel yeah, like I could Monday. work a lot harder on it, but I um I don't feel like it's a job. I feel like there's been times where the passion for it has waned and so then it felt um not even like a job then as much as um punishment i think it goes it goes from like enjoyable to straight up punishment you know there's no job yeah i want it's either really great or just like fucking horrible but you just keep doing it and it's like it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. You uh, just it's got its, it. it's got its claws in us now. We're like hooked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I couldn't do anything else. Yeah. <laughs> I remember one time having like not a fight, but just I was I was frustrated. And I was just venting to my wife, and I was telling her, I'm like, listen, you're a nurse. You have degrees. No one can take those away from you. I'm a comedian. That could go away. It could go away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm not. There's no, there's, there's no end. It's one, it's a weird thing where, although nowadays there is starting to form, I've talked enough to people where I'm like, oh yeah, there's, there's like a, there's a, there is a, there is a middle class for, for comedy. I always feel like I'm kind of right in that little middle class line, but for most it's, you're either like tons of money or fucking nothing. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's this weird dichotomy there that's split. Yeah. So it is on your way up. It is hard for the people around you to understand. Roy Wood Jr. on his Instagram had a great thing where he talked about like, as a comedian, you're going to miss shit. And the friends you have are either going to have to accept that mm. or you got to let them go. Or family. And yeah. he basically said, don't apologize for it, though. Mm. You know what I mean? Because he talks about like, you know, telling a but He said, you know, he talked about a close friend of his didn't invite him to his wedding. He was like bummed about that. And his friend was like, well, I just figured you had a gig. And then he realized, you know what, though? I can't even be mad at him for that assumption anymore and all this kind of stuff. And mm. that's just the way it goes. And people are going to have to accept that on their end. And if they don't, then sorry. And on your end, you can't apologize because once you start apologizing, you're gonna, you'll never stop apologizing to people. And you shouldn't yeah. feel bad for the shit you want to do. And if they keep you in that position of feeling bad, it's a really – it was a great – like it was an Instagram story. I wish you would have just fucking wrote it as like an essay. Yeah, but, or an article, yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll hit him up and tell him that. I'd like to – tell my friends what to do <laughs> but yeah you know you made you i wanted to remind people if, if you're listening for the first time kristen on past episodes and again this isn't i have mostly comedians on because i'm a comedian i've had non-comedians on but oh here I he is look at him iced oh coffee god, james dude. webb oh my god thank you so see much, he does man. he does super nice things like that but then I'm he so fucking spoils one of the biggest blockbusters of all time. It doesn't make sense, this guy. I don't I want people to He's like a fucking mystery wrapped scale, in an enigma. Man. I think you do a little bit, balance though. So I love, I love, you're a good man. Thank I you for doing that. I gotta put my splendid in, though. 
right, okay. Go ahead. Well, I'll 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 ramble as I do <laughs> yeah, while no, you talk about this. Yeah, I'm listening intently. I was telling people if you're listening for the first time to this to Kristen Toomey specifically, uh, is a, you know when I have comedians on, it's nice to get inside their brain a little bit and, and make it in a way so that people listening, who, the majority of people who are listening aren't comedians. I've been told, and I, I appreciate that. But you will appreciate this, Kristen just goes up there. You don't have a prepared set, which is so unorthodox. I mean, there's a lot of comedians who kind of have like an outline. They don't write their jokes word for word. I don't write my jokes out. I think of the joke in my head and then just say it enough where I remember it. And I'll, I'll write the joke name. The joke will have like a track title, like on a, the, you know, the back of an album. Like this joke is called Can't Complain, which is funny because it's the name of the album that James and I are working on. And, and that, you know, when I look at my notepad, I'll be like, I'll do Can't Complain. I'll do ten fingers and ten toes. I'll do this joke. I'll do, you know, it's all they're all track titles. <laughs> you go up there with zero of that. Do you have Splenda? Yeah. Now what? James is gonna get Splenda. Oh my God! Is it? Did I die? Am I in heaven? You are in heaven, and I I hate you for it because you're slowing down the, the okay. momentum of this Sorry, podcast. man. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't write fine. anything down, and you got your track list. I get it. I'm with so like you. when you do like bigger shows, like you you did one of those uh, Montreal just for laughs audition. Yeah. You didn't go up there with like a plan? No, and I totally should have because I talked to the guy uh, and he was like, that was a bad choice. And I was like, fuck, yeah, you're right. What was After the choice you made, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I did this. I've been doing uh, this bathroom bit that was the clip on, on Laugh Factory. Bathroom how? Oh, uh, it's with like women a, like um, being in the bathroom. Me, it's sure. always the bathroom with Yeah, me. you're a real toilet fucking whore, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I met that in a nice way. It, it's not well it could be i don't know but yes and um it was a bad choice because he he said that it was a bad choice because um oh my god thank you man because it was although it's been crushing i've been putting it at the end usually around the end so you kind of have an idea then i'm not on purpose that's just where it comes out yeah okay i got you yeah (laughs) Uh, <laughs> so anyway, this is like cocaine. Um, <laughs> <Much> like <it. laughs> I'm, like, oh. I'm gonna show this to the camera, everybody. You got enough? Yeah. Look at this I big ass thing. This. this is Splenda. Splen- it's Splenda. I'm so glad I'm not a coffee yeah. drinker. It just seems way too complicated. It's not sugar. Yeah, I could tell right, that much. Cool. At least I think I don't know. All right, looks okay. like baby formula. That's where my brain is. So. Uh, so you did that joke about about. And he was like. It was a bad choice because. Did it do well though, or no? Yeah, but it doesn't encapsulate. And you were at the Laugh Factory, means you should know which audition. I was you in do. Phoenix. Oh, you, that's right. You were in Phoenix. You were yeah. hosting it, even right? Or no? No, I didn't host the showcase, oh, okay. but I hosted. I emceed the rest of the week there. Nice, nice. So, um, yeah, it was Phoenix, Arizona. Um, it wasn't a good choice because it didn't encapsulate me. It it works better in the set because by the time I get to it. You know, I'm talking about like fucking with people face to face. Yeah. And so it fits into that persona and that that idea of character of who I am. This and is that's so why industry. It's so Everything funny. you're saying is so industry talk. I'm not giving you shit for it. Oh, I'm, I'm just, just laughing in my head because I've heard so much of this. So for people listening who are in I'm just entertainment. Oh, no, I'm not giving you shit. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm hearing what you're saying. And I've heard this a million times. Yeah. Um, this isn't, this isn't personal. No, it is true. Everything he's saying is right. Right, right. It's what they're looking for. It's their festival. They have the right to look for certain things. Of course, I'm not knocking. No, them but wait, that. I'm I'm saying something that he didn't say to me. Oh, okay, I got you. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I'm saying, I mean, he did say to me, it doesn't 
tell un- us enough about you. Oh, okay. But why I chose it for the showcase was because it's been crushing. Yeah. And I felt like it, it does showcase me. But it only is that way because of the rest of the set around it. It's because it fits in with all the other bits. And then by the time I get to that one, it's so believable that that's something that I would actually do. Yeah. That's why it's funny. But if it's standing alone, it's still funny, but it's not as funny because you don't see the other shit that comes with it, you know, the other stuff. Um, yeah, that that's builds the problem. So then it just looked like toilet humor. And so, which it kind of is, but. Let me give a quick background. The Just for Last Comedy Festival is like the most prestigious comedy f- uh, festival in the world, really. Yeah. And it takes place in Montreal every year, like the last couple weeks of July. And it's a it's a big deal. If you get it, it's a huge honor and it's it's made a lot of careers. Mm-hmm. I feel like some of the prestige has been lost over the last few years because I know people who've done it where they're like, yeah, I mean, nobody was it was, you know, it's not what it used to be. And I've had older comedians, guys in their like mid to late 40s who are like, oh, when we did it in 1997, not only did they fly you out, they put you in a hotel, they gave you a per diem, it was amazing. But yeah, I mean, you and could have made shifted. it on one late night set back in the day, you know? Yeah, I mean, things have definitely set, shifted in so a lot of ways. But it's it's but I, it's but funny, you seeing these comedians beat themselves up thinking if they don't get it, there's no career, where I'm like, the number of, if you made a list, say every year from 20, from 2000, let's do the last 10 years, 2009 to 2019, here are the top 10 comedians whatever it's right because we're along the alley here and it's so quiet but that was the last i've ever heard it uh and like say here are the top 20 comedians of every year of like just being good not like money made or whatever and uh i would bet half of them got it half didn't you know what I mean? I, there are some people who think like, if I don't get it, I'm not going to make it. And to yeah. those comics, I'm like, are you, you fucking? Yeah, no, that's not this the isn't, truth. This you know? isn't like you know. I did the Kevin for every LOL famous there. Comedian. Now that's great because yeah, because you another, did it last year. Yeah, there's another avenue so to why, go so there. So you auditioned this year to do new faces. Yeah, it was more Which just. I was just about to bring that up because you did it last year. You went to Montreal last year. Yeah, no, they do, don't have you back to back years. So there was. But it was just to get well, in front f- of Jeff. Okay, oh, just to get in front of Jeff Singer again. Jeff Singer yeah. and and meet him and, and nice have guy a chat with him. He's great. He's big so big nice. Canadian fan. He's a hockey guy. Um, he was great, and he gave me really good advice about getting this five minutes. You know, so um, and that's the thing. It's like I've been, you know, I've I don't even know how much material I have, but I haven't because. I but you to, don't – I know you want to do it, but you don't, like, hold everything on I got to do this. Do you? No, you don't, right? I no. don't have to – I don't got to do anything. You don't That's have to do I, I, yeah. I should hold something. I should try to do something. But, yeah, that's my struggle is, like, I, I – I just get annoyed. I don't have a struggle, man. That's funny. You know, I like that. I like that. It's, it's, I create struggle for no reason, and then I struggle. don't do anything about it except wallow in it <laughs> and then just every year yeah. around march ish march ish march why did i say ish there's the just for last festival that happens across the country and comics across yeah. the country who haven't it's like done the, it the craziest time everybody gets yeah. all like everyone gets crazy. weirded out i did too people who don't know? get the audition get super pissed off they didn't get the audition i've been on that side then of the they fence say, before like, Fu- i've done that and then the people yeah. who crushed they didn't like you know yeah. i remember one year get, crushing and then doing the call back and then the call back we did okay and then just be like, well, next year I'm going to get it for sure because I got the callback this year, so I got momentum on my side. They've seen me. Next year's the year. And then the next year I didn't get a fucking audition. You're like, wait, what happened? Yeah. Last year I did it, killed the first audition, and to a point where I'm like, they shouldn't even have me for a callback. I killed that hard. Why? Just skip me past this. And, you know, did the callback. Kind of did really stupid choices on the callback. 
I went last on a show that the comics been for me kind of bombed. And I thought, oh, well, I'm going last. They're tired, the crowd. So I wanted to get them up. So I tried to open with some riffing crowd work. Stupid choice. Was told that even after the fact that it was stupid. Kyle Kinane told me, yeah, it's a dumb move. And I don't think he, I don't, Love think he, Kyle. he I don't think he was a new face. No, there's so many Great people crew. that haven't I know, and gotten The people were like married to this idea. And so when they don't get it or if they get it and they bomb well, it's just it, sort of like a catapult. A you know what I mean? Yes, it could definitely catapult you. And it could definitely. Or you could be in the same spot three years after you do it, which we know people who've had. Right. Done so, that, yeah. I mean, it is. Just do your thing. Drive in necessary. your fucking lane. Drive in your fucking yeah. lane. I think that's a good advice for no matter what career you have. Don't compare yourself to other people. You yeah. got to go in it's your just own Just in shit. life, not even career, just life, you know? Yeah. Comparison so is the thief of joy. Where'd you get that one from? A fortune cookie. Ooh. No, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Confucius or something. Jordan so, Peterson. Jordan, Jordan Peterson. Peterson. So you don't watch you. You don't watch television. <laughs> Probably. You don't have something a computer. Like you just watch the internet on your phone. Yeah. Is the Pornhub in your favorite tabs? I haven't watched <laughs> porn in two years. Really? I haven't seen any porn. What are your vices right now? Because you don't really you don't coffee, really drink this, coffee, coffee, caffeine. Um, I drink maybe vice. once a week or once every two weeks, something like that. And you, you I'm smoke not smoking weed, pot. You don't smoke pot. Okay. Um, I'll just take like a hit every now and again. Um, vices like in a fight club or coffee, something. What do you really? do? Really, coffee and cigarettes. And um, yeah, that was a documentary club. called Coffee and Cigarettes, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah, I know Bill Murray is talking like Wu Tang Clan and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I'm trying to quit smoking though, and I've been doing like a weird diet where I've been eating um, a lot of spinach, kale, the greens, celery, cucumber, garlic. I'm trying to do like a liver cleanse. I've been juicing. So Who your shits I? are terrible. Thank God no, you're toilet beautiful paper. I no, thank lot, God you're toilet paper. I have a lot of probiotics happening. If you were still on that diet with no toilet paper, I'd be very upset with you. I'm very upset. I went and painted at a nursing home. Well, you're today. a single lady. You talking to the fellas at all? Um, We're getting into it right now. We're talking about yeah. why you dropped out of high school. By the way, stealing cars. Do you do you do you know how to hotwire no, a car? No, just I would get the key out of a locker, take uh, it. So you're stealing cars from people you knew. Yeah, before I had a license, I was only 14. I know. I remember you posted like a TBT of your like uh, mugshot. Oh, that and you was could tell just you for my young dad. As hell. Yeah, no, I didn't really get. That was like um, my dad was the chief of police. Oh, so oh, you're you were a cop's kid and doing all that shit. Yeah, I know a lot of cops kids who were fucking scumbags like that. Yeah, get away with it. Yeah, they would. I remember like I didn't live with him. Oh, you didn't live with him. Okay, we'd be like at a house. I'm from divorced parents too. How about it? Same. You're talking about where that anger comes from. I don't know. Maybe it's something deep seated with that. I don't know. Because I don't consider you an angry angry. person. I I I said this on Blake's podcast. I was like angry baby. I would bite as a toddler. I was like vicious. My mom always. Set. I think it's genetic. <laughs> so no, it's genetic. I remember one time my son was playing with some toy and he got mad and he threw the toy. Like I didn't, no one taught him to do that. Or maybe right. he saw me get yeah. mad about something that seeped in. No, I think there's some genetics there with, mm. of just being frustrated quicker and being like, well, forget this thing. And you, you, you give it a chuck and this. Yeah, Both I just my parents have a temper. Um, and Irish yeah. genes, right? Irish German. Oh yeah, German. My mom are very was calm, a product cool of rape. Ooh. Yeah. So it's like, and she was adopted. So I was going to end the podcast on like childbirth stuff, and now I feel like. Oh, no, don't. Is there, this is, so we just found your that Your life out. is a Law & Order SVU episode. Fuck shameless. <laughs> My God. Yeah. Do you guys find it but fucked I'm, up as a society? I'll have this bad. when I'm flipping around, and I'm like, ooh, Law & Order, and I'm like, criminal intent, boring. 
I love the criminal. Really, but everyone I know loves SVU better. Yeah, only when I was pregnant I watched that because I I don't know why I freaked out and I was like, back when I was 15 years ago or something, whatever it was now. How old were you and you had your children? 22 when I had my first, when I had my daughter. Okay. Um, We all know how old Kristen is. Do the math, guys. Sorry. I didn't care. You're young still. I'll never get an MTV show. (laughs) (laughs) There goes MTV2 money. Damn it. Girl talk or what? You know, I, I was know. a producer on an what MTV show. show. Do our listeners know that? Do you? IMDb Were me, you? everybody. Yeah. Segment producer on season eight of Ridiculousness, hmm. which is a Tosh.0 ripoff show. And I think I got the job because I was a production assistant on Tosh.0. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. No, no disrespect to MTV, that. obviously. I was just saying, like, no. I know I'm not in that <laughs> bracket, you know? Yeah, no, there's some stuff where you're just like, why would I even care about this? I don't this? even know what bracket I'm in, but. Yeah, that's what I was talking about earlier. Like, you know, James, when you were upstairs getting coffee there, James, I was talking about how we're going to take my album slash special and cut it into clips. And the idea is because you were saying you felt bad about like ripping off concert footage. And well, this all started with the Louis C.K. thing where I was. So it comes full circle now, listeners. See, I'm actually getting back onto the original point, which was like 21 minutes ago. Was whether you like him or not, that audio being leaked sucked because as a comic, you're working shit out and it comes in phases. I've, I've done a joke on an eight o'clock show. That did eh, and then the ten o'clock show I did the joke, but then added like two or three lines, and then the joke kills and everyone loves it. Mm. Like it happens that quickly, especially if you're just kind of working on your brain instead of working on you know the people who write every little detail. I'm not knocking that style. That's yeah, I not think as that's great. I mean, if that I'm works, not, for them. if it works for them, it's great. Typically, with that style though, you know if the joke's good quicker because they are they're they're the type of comic that's married to the words. So you know quicker. I mean, yeah, obviously you can make adjustments, but you you get the idea how well this joke is going to do sooner than later. Mm. Whereas storyteller type comedians or comics that are just coming from like, oh, this is a thing that happened here. I'm going to tell it to you, and obviously I'm adding some shit to heighten it for comedic effect. That will that you have to iron out a little bit more, you know. Yeah. But with the Louis thing, when everyone was like mad about the subject material, I'm like, no, comics used to always be like contrarian, no matter what it was. It wasn't that comedians were right or left i think the obviously comedians aimed more towards left because the right was always so like you know conservative conservatives i look there's some great conservatives i know and love but as far as humor goes it's not a fun ideology it's like a status quo ideology it's very much like you know prim and proper mm-hmm. where the left is more like hey fucking come as you are and that's more like there's more humor on that side of things but George Carlin would have made fun of the, like, you make fun of, oh, this is what the mainstream's obsessed with? Well, f- I'm going to make fun of the mainstream. Fuck the mainstream. That's how comedians used to always operate. And now it's, if you say fuck the mainstream, people think they put you in this box, which is weird. Right? I don't know. I agree. Yeah, I think that, um, it, you know, it is sort of comedy supposed to be counterculture in a way. Um, and Yes, I like that it's, phrase. It's rebellious. And it's kind of hard to be rebellious when the majority is um, things that you happen to agree with, you know, like totally. So you have to be able to question what you agree with. Yeah, because there's that. So it's you have to, you know, kind of question your beliefs in that way. They've made it so that everyone has to be on extremes. Um, You know, you talked about listening to Jordan Peterson. That's how this all kind of came about. Uh, most people, most comedians would say fuck Jordan Peterson because of whatever reasons. And most of those reasons are probably from not really even listening to him or knowing what he's into. Or Well, that's you know, the thing you know, is we're all reacting so. most of the time. It's like 
I've really tried to not because I went through this phase, dude. When I talked to you the first time or the last time, one both fucking times, I was like out of my mind. You know, I've been going through this like self discovery and growing up at thirty seven, and like I did the math for you and. Uh, <laughs> just trying to figure out who I am outside of the marriage and outside of my kids and outside of, you know, these beliefs that other people have put on me. And the thing is, is like, really nobody gets to tell you who you are. Nobody. I like that. Nobody. Society, individual people, whatever it is, your parents, your friends, your children, your husband, your wife, whatever it is, nobody gets to, to define who you are. And in you, they'll try. Everyone will try. And you can agree with that. And, and most people do, and I certainly did. And the what I'm working on is to be like, fuck you. No, you can't tell me who I am. You can't tell me I'm an, a racist. You can't tell me. Even if I say dumb racist shit, you can't tell me what I believe. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you can't tell me that I'm uh, being. I mean, you can tell me whatever you want, but I don't have to believe you. I don't have to adopt what you say. You can say whatever you want. That's the whole fucking point. Yeah, I kind of go along with that. To, I don't have to believe you, and I don't have to live according to. Well, I guess I'm just a piece of shit, so now I'm gonna be a piece of shit. Like, no, you know, nobody gets to say tell my story you know like that's the whole thing is like you get to define nobody gets to tell are. you whether or not you're allowed to have x amount of rolls of toilet paper at all times right. nobody's allowed to tell you if i want a bird bath i'll fucking bird, you'll bath, fucking bird man. bath man you'll sprinkle some water up that puss right is that what it is bird bathing you just fill the water up there. Well, i'm offended <laughs> are you offended <laughs> No, I like the speech. I agree with you. That's no, why I'm I kind serious. of serious. Like that's what I'm trying to do because it's so easy to, you know, just believe. Especially with social media, it's like you believe. Uh, well, if if you guys say I'm a good comedian, that means I'm a good comedian. If you guys, what if you guys say I'm a bad comedian? Does that mean that I believe I'm a bad comedian, or a bad mother, or a bad person, or a bad or a whore, or a whatever? Well, it you're goes not a whore. On. You don't watch Dude, porn. I'm just saying. Although saying, you could be a whore without watching porn. I'm sorry, Chris. I didn't feel I'm just funny. saying it doesn't, you know, my whole life I've just looked to other people to see myself. For validation. To see myself as oh, like okay. a mirror of like, well, what, whatever you think I am, I am. And it's maybe it's that's elementary I to most am people. Whatever you say I yeah. am. If I wasn't, but, why would I say um, I am? So yeah, last room. time I was here, you read a. Oh, I read Eminem. For some reason, Eminem and you, 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 you bring out the Eminem Way too in me. Many. I don't know what it is. You bring out the, the Eight Mile in me. I suppose. I like that. I like uh, Brittany Murphy. <laughs> I don't know. I like what I've always liked about you, besides being really cool and honest and funny, is that I think you're always looking to evolve, not only as a comic but as a person, which is cool. Yeah. Right? Well, I you think I mean? the person and then the comic will follow. Sure. You know what I mean, yes. I that's a great way to look at it. Yeah. You know, um, because. Like you're saying, we're comedians. That's just what's in us. Like, I have no other skill. Can't really stop doing it. I think you should it. be working on yourself all the time. I think that's the whole point, you know? We're talking about how being a comedian humbles you. I remember I had, like, going away sets. Was it my album recording? One of my either one of those. But you don't – I want to ask you a question. Go Yeah, go ahead, please. People don't do that enough, James, but go ahead. So you don't, like – do you work on yourself, your spiritual evolution? Uh, yes. 
Okay. Only recently. Good. Only the last like. Like in how, what way do you meditate? Are so. you doing? Um, you, you know, for a while I'd prayer. fall asleep listening to like YouTube videos. They're yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of like um. Binaural beats. I, I got I got I got I got pretty into like law of attraction stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, but yeah, you know, I'm always looking to come up. I know everything. I've realized that everything is so mental. Yeah. Um, like when I think of when I when I say law of attraction, I think a lot of people automatically you know stick their noses up at like Ugh. like no, like all is mind. Yeah, it's not like secret stuff. Where I'm like, if I imagine it, it'll happen. No, obviously you got to put work in, you got to put a plan in, and I do think what you put out there comes back to you in a way. If you're being a good person, people will be good to you and those kind of things. Um, but I yeah, I realize I'm like, how do I? Because I've got a notoriously bad temper. You know. Yeah. That's kind of it's like the baggage I have. I'll meet new comics. And they know stories about me snapping before they know anything else. Mm-hmm. I think they know like, oh, yeah, this guy's also funny and shit like that. But because I've met people where they're like, oh, I was expecting you to be different. Like we mean, they're like, like be an asshole and stuff. I'm like, no, there's a difference. I'm, bad temper is different than being an angry person. Yeah. Angry people are walking around like the world's out to get them. Mm-hmm. Some of the, some of the you could be the angriest person alive and never yell. I've mentioned yes. to people and they go, wait, what? No, so dude, I know so many angry people who never like lose their shit. But they're fucking angry. They think they were dealt a bad hand. They think like this. You got that friend who's like, you know, I'm, I'm doing this, doing that. But then you see them wasting their day getting into, like, fights with people on social media or this stuff. No, there's there's some deep-seated shit there, right? Bad temper. I like to think of it, me and you kind of – I'm putting you in this, and correct me if I'm wrong, where you're like, oh, yeah, no, I want to look to the good side of things. I, I'm trying to be happy, but then something sets you off. Yeah, there's that's exactly what it is. That trigger that you'd be like, what the fuck, right? Right. So I do look to be like, how do I avoid that? How do I get more patience? Because, you know, I have a two-year-old son, and two-year-olds get to that age where they're just like, you know, they go through phases. He's like in his no phase. That's oh, yeah. what's crazy. When two-year-olds have a no phase where when you anything you ask them, they'll say no. I'll literally be like, hey, do you want to do the thing that you love the most? He'll be like, mm-hmm. no. And then every now and then he'll be like, no. And then, oh, yeah, 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 no, I do want to do that. But he's so quick to say no to everything because that's like the phase yeah. they go through. They well, have that he's shy like asserting phase. himself, and that's a beautiful thing, really. Yeah, so I'm trying to be like, all right, I need I need him to listen to me more, so I have to be more patient with him. Yeah. So, and I want him to be patient. So, and then I, I have to. If, if you want someone, there's like an old also, expression. Also, you want him to have that. Yeah. No, I mean, you I remember. You don't want to squash that out of. Well, him. they have that stranger danger phase. Oh, we got to wrap this up. So, there. Sorry, everyone. I'm trying to keep this podcast tight today because I got to go back to being a dad. They're that stranger danger phase where anytime I took him out in public and he, I'm like, oh, this is my friend. He would immediately like hug me tighter and not want me to let him go because he's like, I don't know who this person is. Oh, I need you to protect yeah. me. And now he's totally over that because I think he knows now anyone my dad introduces me to must be cool. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, he flirts with waitresses now. He's two, but he's like, waitress come by. He's like, hi. And he's like laughing. And like we had our friend from L.A. come to visit us and my friend Jackie. What's up, Jackie, if you're listening? And. At first, he was like, I don't know who this is because he woke up from a nap. And then she like said hi for a second or two. And then all of a sudden, he's hold, he's pulling her by the hand going, hey, come look at these toys. Aww. Play with these toys with me. We went on a oh, walk. Buddy. He's in the stroller. He reached out and made her hold his hand on the walk. <laughs> and I'm like, he's never fucking done that for me. But, you know, I'm pushing the stroller. But, like, you know, um, it's – yeah. So, like, you, I, mentally, I realized, okay, I started to keep a glass of water by the bed. When I wake up in the morning, I, I try to have a morning routine. Just stuff to set you up for success for the day. Mm-hmm. Make your um, bed, Jordan Peterson. Make the bed, which he got from Clean a fucking room. admiral. He got that from an admiral. I saw that. That, that ad- no, I admiral when, speech. I remember when that first came around, being the comedian to me, being rebellious, being like, fuck making your bed. It's stupid. You're oh, going to unmake it anyway. 
I thought it was No, great. I thought it was dumb. I hated it at first. And then I realized, no, it's actually so smart. Yeah. It's – do so it. So many times I've – I've made my bed, and then I've come home, and I've been so glad that the bed is made. Yeah, no, it just that makes you right. feel better. I was man. just he was being so right. a dick. No, he was one hundred percent right. But as a comedian, you have that instinct to be like, ah, fuck that. Well, that's the thing. You want to go against what the grain is, yeah. you know? Just at least it mentally to try it, yeah, and see if you can see the other side, you know, of yes. the argument. Just to so yeah, I definitely definitely work on. Um, Self improvement. I think everyone should. I really wish. Good. I wish people wouldn't fight against that. And and that's not to say there's something wrong with you. Even if there's nothing wrong with you, you should always be looking for that new. To improve. Yeah. Why evolve, wouldn't you? Yeah. Like why wouldn't you? Right. Think of it this way. PlayStation was fun. You had fun with PlayStation. PlayStation Two came out. You go. No, I got PlayStation. I'm fine. No, you kind of wanted to keep. What's what else is out there? Mm-hmm. As a person, uh, a real it's not. I was maybe a dumb analogy. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's a, a great per- like to get the bottom of the barrel. That's a great fucking right. Way to I put try it. to. That's what I speak to. <laughs> I speak to the least common denominator. <laughs> yeah, right? They say society let's, moves let's as slow as the slowest let's person. Get you got going. me, Joe. I'm that person. I'm the. I'm that guy. But um, and I have Nintendo Classic <laughs> now. So. <laughs> It's, I mean, I'm that gal, so hey, yeah, the two you, of us, let's start a revolution, man. Get the, the bottom majority of the of people barrel are, going. <laughs> Come on, boys. They're girl. on our side, the majority of these people. So it's like this. It's not to say that there's something – you could love yourself and still be like looking for ways to get better. I do love myself, <laughs> and I think life's great. Dude, I just started I'm trying to get – I'm trying to buy a like, – I want to oh, buy a used exercise thing. bike. I want to buy a cheap used exercise bike because in the morning, I think to myself like <laughs> – you know, I'm going to be watching two boys now on oh, my own. Oh, you'd be the cutest. After my wife goes back to maternity leave <laughs> in mid-July. So spanks. starting in mid-July, I'm going to have thanks. Yeah, I've actually gained about five or six pounds since this second kid's been born. Dylan, what's up, dude? Uh, I don't Get a waist trainer. And re- well, no, you're I just got to fucking lose a few pounds. But it's not even like the losing the weight. I just want to have some more energy. And I know some of the most successful people I know work out first thing in the morning. Yeah. So wouldn't I, why wouldn't I pick their brains? Why would I, I want to try what they're doing? last week. Three planks. Look at you. All week long. Toilet paper and planks. Moving oh, on up. I'm killing it. Dude, I'm these, killing uh, it. You know what's funny? I have a terrible singing voice, and I've known that. Every time I start to sing, my son will be like, no, 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 no. And he tells me, my two-year-old goes, please, don't, don't, don't sing daddy. My kids did that. Don't sing daddy. They still do. I have a so voice. I did want to get you on to talk. Let's let's end it right here on this, everyone. And thank you, Kristen, for being on this. Uh it's you know kind of our Mother's Day podcast. You don't you're not drinking right now, so I've been doing like a here's here's to this person. I started a couple podcasts ago. Here's to and Ryan we, Reynolds. We did here's to Kate Upton. Here's to mothers in general. Yay. Cheers on that. And this isn't a pandering thing. I've I've been in the room for a C-section. I've been in the room for a natural birth, and women are incredible. And again, this isn't a pandering thing because I hate the male feminists. I talked about this on the the last podcast I did. The female body, like you and I were talking about this beforehand. I don't know if you know this, James. When the baby cries, yeah, there's a trigger in the woman yep. that makes the milk Breast come milk quicker. Yep. You knew that. Mm-hmm. That's fucking insane. Yep. So my son was a, was born. My second son, Dylan, uh, the, my youngest, three weeks today. He was, you know, born C-section and had to be in the NICU for the first couple of days. That's the neonatal care, the NICU, I should say, neonatal care intensive unit, whatever the fuck it is. Anyhow. Um, and it was more, it was just, it wasn't, you know, I was obviously nervous as hell because that's how I am. But it was more just like breathing, you know, some fluids in the lungs. And then you naturally said, go ahead and say it. What happened, you know? Because it was a C-section. When a baby comes out of the vagina, it squishes the, the fluid out of the lungs. But when it's a C-section, it doesn't do that. So it has extra fluid. The human body, na- it's so insane yeah. to me 
the science of the human body where there's just all sorts of stuff. It made me think about how when, you, when people take your appendix out, people always go, oh, the appendix was this organ that we think had a use thousands of years ago. We think I it had some use. I my appendix. Did you really? Yeah, I got it taken out. Fifth grade. Faked it. That's insane. Um, we, I, I wish I had more time for this podcast. <laughs> no, I just want to drop that. Again. You're, you're number three. You'll probably be the first to be number four because you were endless supply of good shit. <laughs> uh, it's cra- The human body just knows. So during pregnancy, James, and everyone, I'm saying this to you because you're the old guy here. here. The women, Kristen knows this shit. She's giving birth. That's why I wanted a mom on this one. Yeah. During pregnancy, a hormone is released in the woman's brain so they forget what the pain was like so that way they'll do it again. Hmm. After it's, labor, after late, right? It, it's, it releases it. That's it's fucking nuts. That's yeah. so insane. Like, well, if you remembered it, you wouldn't do it. You, again. Yeah, you'd be like, "Fuck <laughs> that pain! I'm not going through yeah. that shit again." And then, they, and then society would have so ended cool. very sh- long time ago. Like, it's really, it's incredible. Like the human, like I really think that's why I'm getting to the point where I'm like, "Ah, goddamn, we gotta take more. We gotta take better care of our bodies." You know, we gotta. You know, I'm not saying fat shame, but like, let's 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 encourage. <laughs> let's go for some walks. Let's drink some more water. Let's. Stuff like that, you know what I mean? Damn, dude, let's like let's. These things are incredible. How they, oh, with yeah. the appendix thing, I was saying. Everyone thinks the appendix was something that was oh, was probably used a million years ago. The appendix had used. My thought is this. My <laughs> thought is this, face. everybody. What if the appendix will have use a couple thousand years from now, and all the people like you who got their appendix removed are gonna be like, motherfucker, I should have kept that goddamn thing, and you guys are gonna be fucked. Because whatever happens in the atmosphere with all the pollution and rising sea levels and shit like that, me and James, who still have our appendixes, would be good because our appendix will do what it was supposed to do. And you guys Serves will all be, be right like, for being a lion bitch. What do you want? <laughs> I think we should end on that note. Kristen Toomey, thank you so much for being on Kilgallen's Pub. Uh, everyone be good to your mothers out there. They're amazing. Pride to women in particular. Um, you guys are the best. Uh, we'll be back on a regular schedule soon enough. This has been Kilgallen's Pub. Cheers to you and yours. Ta-da! Yeah.